All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. CJ, our next story that I've got, got to give a shout out to a former Facebook Live guest of the show. He'll be on our upcoming podcast very soon. Outdoorsman, adventure man, man of many tales, Dane Beck from Montana. This next story comes straight out of Montana. Headline. And by the way, this was in. Redgate, Montana, which I don't know a lot about Redgate, but apparently it is the epicenter of paranormal activity in Montana. Oh, really? You want to see UFOs? Go to Redgate. You want to see Bigfoots? Go to Redgate. You want to see some, you know, transmutation of things from one place to another? Go to Redgate. Unexplained lights? Go to Redgate. You get the picture. So headline, Redgate, Montana. Naked alien photographed in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I, <laughs> I just so happened to have the photograph. I have obtained the photograph. This gosh, photograph was, <laughs> was taken by one captured on trail cam now by Donald Bromley. He had a trail cam in a remote part of Montana. It's kind of known for being a UFO hotspot, and some suspect this is a naked alien. Here we go. Naked aliens, folks. If it's, if your kids are still awake right now, they should be in bed. <laughs> Let's put their kitties away. If you're listening all if you listen to us on Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts, I'll just let CJ describe what she's about to see. Oh gosh, great. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay all right i could see that as a naked alien yeah whoa that is trippy so this was caught on somebody's nature cam trail cam that's right so trail cam. one thing people have pointed out is the large bulbous head yeah large head i'm not sure what's happening in the abdomen they also point out you could tell it has no clothes and it's kind of a transparent being. Yeah, it does look transparent. It doesn't seem to have a typical facial profile. I mean, maybe a really flat nose, no hair. Uh, yeah. Weird. Right. So one thing Bromley noted, that's the man that whose trail cam captured this image of a naked, bulbous-headed, transparent being, apparently. He noted that this spot is miles to get there. You probably have to drop a 1,000 feet in elevation just to get to that point. So he said it's unrealistic mm -hmm. that a random person would happen to be passing through the location. Additionally, he indicated that none of his other cameras captured the visitor making the photo oh. all the more 
Mysterious. That's this is in creepy. Red Gate, yeah, Montana. I'd, I'd be pretty creeped out <laughs> if I caught that on cameras. So you know what it makes me think of, though? And all jokes aside, you know, who knows what it is? But in the recent government UFO disclosure report, right, I think they identified 144 cases. I believe it's 144. Only one of them was explained. This was all in the last couple of years, right? Only one was explained. All the rest were unexplained. Really? Aerial phenomenon. Okay. That, by the way, they said is not a foreign adversary. They just don't know what it is, which is a pretty shocking revelation. The thing is, this is only a couple of years worth of information. Right. What about, where, what happened to the 80s? What happened to the 70s? You know, They're gone. what happened to ancient They're times, gone. to biblical <laughs> reports of UFOs right. in this guy? Right. And so this transparent naked alien photo, <laughs> it, it brings to mind, hey, Roswell. I'm reading yeah. The Day After Roswell right now. And according to the author, by the way, it was indeed a UFO that crashed. The military already knew about the crash, which is why they were so quickly on the scene, because they were tracking these, picking them up on radar, and they saw an explosion in the sky with the lightning storm, and they were already on their way out there. And the author says, Colonel says, there were bodies. There were mm -hmm. alien bodies. One of them was still alive. And so, you know, if you put any stock into that, into this former military colonel, into what he's saying, if you put any, if you think rationally that these are unidentified objects, 140 some cases in the last two years that are not foreign adversaries, but defy the laws of physics, that do things none of our technology can do, then you almost have to logically conclude that something else is out there in control of them, right? So why not the naked alien in Montana? <laughs> He's in control. He's in total control. <laughs> well, if you think that we did uncover alien bodies in Roswell, right, then there, there's been others. Oh, certainly. absolutely. And there's other aliens out there. If you, if you think that we did uncover alien bodies in Roswell, right? right? And all you got to do, you don't even have to believe anymore. It's just known. There are unidentified aerial phenomenon of advanced technology that we just can't say what it is. Honestly, if I'm really going to be honest, there's a few people I've met and that I have in my life that could be aliens. <laughs> so I mean, that I just they, can't yeah. totally explain their behaviors or their personalities or it just they just something is different <laughs> she's definitely not talking about me or smitty <laughs> no <laughs> so mr bromley in redgate montana hats off to you that's great you no know, i great think character. who knows what this could be this could be another great all things unexplained no, investigation we, if dane Beck will take picture? us up there. are we allowed to post that picture to our social media accounts Oh, that's not it. That's the spooky no. skull. 
oh, we can't. Here's one more time, the naked alien. Sure enough, it is some sort of bipedal, transparent, otherworldly. It's hard to see if there's any, like, arms. But there's some weird object in the middle of the abdomen. Yeah. Are you seeing that? It's just, I am. It's hard to explain. Hmm. It could be the hands, could be the arms. Very unexplained. Could have got impaled on something when it crash landed. Yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> but we will put that on our social media, and I may have mm-hmm. even shared that story. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but as soon as that story broke, my anonymous brother messaged me right at, like, two days, by the way. I shouldn't say as soon as it broke. Two days after Dane Beck messaged me. <laughs> I said, unexplained brother's really on it here. He's really on the news. <laughs> Two days later, he's sending me the story. It's a thought that counts, I guess. Oh, funny. Absolutely. But I do want to say, today is January 10th. If you're listening online, we're doing this Facebook Live on January 10th. Today is a holiday, of course, CJ. Speaking of, and this ties oh, this is a it? perfect segue from what you just said. It is Peculiar People Day. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. Peculiar People Day. Well, there's plenty of them. Plenty of peculiar people. And they might just be aliens. All right. Well, there you go. Now we have we have a day for them. <laughs> That's right. Here's if you haven't, to you, if you haven't watched, aliens. they live with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Do yourself a favor. Get some three D glasses. Track down the three D version of that movie. Pop it in the VCR. What? You won't regret it. Rowdy, what is it called? Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's the actor. Oh. He's. He's here to chew bubble gum and kick some ass, and he's all out of bubble gum. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> right before some aliens bite it. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I've got one last unexplained news story to share for the evening. How about yourself? Just a couple more for you. Well, I'll go ahead and share mine. <laughs> Perfect. So, apparently... There was a nuclear-powered U.S. submarine that was damaged back in 2021. Sounds familiar. Yes, it was damaged. They didn't say how. The Navy has finally revealed Uh how it was damaged, or at least what they want us to believe how it was damaged. It has said that the submarine collided with a hidden underwater mountain. What? Yeah, hidden underwater mountain. So this was in the South China Sea, and it was the USS Connecticut, a Sea Wolf class fast act. Excuse me, fast attack submarine. Gosh, that's a mouthful. Whom? It was on October second that it collided with an unknown object in international waters. This is not the one we talked about, actually. Um, it was it surfaced and it port, made port in Guam. And then they finally came out and said that sea mounts or underwater mountains are remnants of extinct underwater volcanoes. A majority of sea mounts are cone-shaped, but some have large flat summits. And it, apparently this is what they ran into, an underwater mountain. Who would have thought? I'm going to call BS on this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that's what they want us to think anyways, right? Oh, for sure. 
We can literally map the surface of Mars. <laughs> right. But we cannot evade an underwater mountain. Yeah. So here's so speaking of, it says more than 100,000 seamounts of at least 3,281 feet may dot the ocean floor, but scientists have mapped less than 0.1% of them. Well, but we definitely went to the moon. That's yep. That's how it works. <laughs> we have the technology. <laughs> Well, it does, again, it ties into the new episode of Ancient Aliens that came out this week, if you haven't seen it, and they they do show a lot of the video of the UFO that's being trapped by our military, and all of a sudden it dives at incredible speed into the water. Mm. And, of course, we have their stories, you know, the pilot right. stories of getting sucked underwater. Dane Beck told us about UFOs yes, sucking that was such fish a great out story. of the water. Right? Yeah. And that's why I'm not buying it. Submarine hitting an underwater mountain. I don't think so. Get attacked by an underwater swarm right, like, of USOs. What? Maybe. Maybe, yes. Like, how bad is your visibility? I mean, is this... <laughs> was it really... They don't have lights on the front of it? Was it dark? I mean, what's the deal? We don't see the mountain coming... Right, don't they operate by sonar, radar, yeah, combo, something. FLIR? It doesn't yeah. make sense. No. Don't they have the little periscope that comes up above <laughs> and somebody's looking in there? Like, oh, I think I see a mountain up there. You know? <laughs> mountain straight ahead. I just don't know about that. Whatever. But CJ, you and I are both a little bit of health conscious people, right? I am like, until I start eating ice cream and M&Ms, and then I go, it all goes out the window. But for the most part. They say ICE bowls are a gateway drug to ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can both appreciate this story. Headline, January 9th, 2022. Psychic prompts woman's weight loss, prompt possibly saving her life. Oh. That's right. A visit to a fortune teller might involve taking a peek into the future of your love life, maybe your financial life, but a woman in England, we always get these wacky stories out of the UK. I know. These women in England, I tell you. <laughs> Lucy, maybe she knows some of these folks, reportedly didn't expect what she got from her psychic one day. Advice about her life, period, her life. Hmm. Rebecca Wilkinson, who struggled with her weight since she was a teenager, hit over 400 pounds at her heaviest. She was depressed, anxious, and healthy. She tried to lose weight in the past, she said, but the psychic told her you must, that he saw no life for her on her current path. Do what it takes, he said. Go to the extreme or you will die, he warned. Soon after, Wilkinson took the dramatic step of going to Turkey and having gastric sleeve surgery, which removes part of her stomach. A year later, she's down to 230 pounds and said, life's been amazing ever since. Wow. Look at that little self-fulfilling prophecy there. That's right. I like it. But I do feel like you don't really have to be a psychic to well, when the 400-pound yeah. person walks in the room say, you know, you got to get your act I mean, together. Yeah, I'll take you 50 bucks. That's what it takes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Speaking of which, I... 
I just watched the most fascinating video yesterday. Bob Barker was a host, and he used to host some other shows. This was not The Price is Right. This was some sort of psychic contest. Really? Yes. No. Yes. And so they had a psychic on, and they had a psychic debunker, right? And so they laid out these conditions. The psychic's thing was he could lay like a phone book down on the table, and he could get up to it, and could mentally move the pages with his mind. And they had a video of him doing it. You know, he even did it, you know, basically right there with Bob Barker. But yeah, the debunker had conditions, right? And the psychic agreed, okay, I'll follow the conditions. I'm going to make it happen. By the way, he was going to get paid $10,000 if mm. he did turn the page of the book in front of the debunker. So okay. the debunker did the most amazing thing. Right before the psychic went, he laid out. This, these little styrofoam pieces all around the book. And he said, okay, if any puff of wind comes through here, these pieces are going to go everywhere. Oh. And the psychic got down there, concentrated, and he concentrated. He's like, yeah, I have to turn the lights down. You have to do this. Finally, he's like, no, I can't do it. So what he was doing, <laughs> he was just barely blowing out of his mouth and turning the pages. <laughs> Hey, that's a skill, though. I mean, honestly, I think if we sat here and tried to do that all night long, neither of us would be able to turn a page so convincingly that we could make people believe we were oh, doing it with true. our mind powers. No, but I mean, you know, look at the, what the circus acts can do. They can do amazing things right. that they've just trained yes. to do over so many years. And so speaking of peculiar television, a great moment on January 10th, 1984 happened when mm. Clara Peller uttered this phrase on broadcast television. Oh. Any guesses? Became no. pretty famous in 1984. Hmm. I wish I had some audio of it. I, <laughs> I, find it I wasn't around in 1984. What? <laughs> Here, here it is. This is straight out of 1984. Exclusive. Does that make this an exclusive? Clara Peller uttering her. Okay. Clara Peller. She's only famous, as far as I know, for this phrase. Let me see if I can get it to play. I still say it sometimes. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more the beef? beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Oh, That's what Claire Paylor ordered. Where's the beef? You want the rest is history. Your Wendy's kind of people. So, CJ, this is an interesting story out of Israel. So I like headline how you say Israel. that. Thanks. Headline. <laughs> Scientists train goldfish to drive. To drive. I saw that one too. You did. So yes. fish have learned to steer a specially designed vehicle. Israeli searchers have managed to pull off a rather remarkable feat by teaching a goldfish to drive a tiny robotic car. <laughs> the brainchild of scientists from Ben Gurion University who wondered if an animal's navigational skills were dependent on their environment or if these abilities transcend their setting. 
To put this thought-provoking question to the test, they created a unique vehicle consisting of a tank of water on wheels with overhead cameras that tracked the movements of a goldfish inside the contraption and then drove in the corresponding direction. It suggests that the way a fish comprehends its surroundings and navigates with them may be as successful in a terrestrial environment as they are in an aquatic one. So coming soon, you know, to your cul-de-sac. Fish in their cars. Fish in their cars. Just what every parent needs. <laughs> Just another fish to take care of, huh? <laughs> you think they'll have to be 16 before they get their learner's permits? <laughs> what is 16 in fish years? A couple of days? I feel like it's pretty dang old. <laughs> I think it's pretty old. <laughs> I mean... The life expectancy of a goldfish is like, what, a week and a half? (laughs) (laughs) It's not very long. (laughs) Well, I've got one more story for the unexplained update tonight. I do have a photo that accompanies the story. Where are you? There he is. This is an actual picture. That's me. (laughs) That's me in the morning when my kids wake me up. Headline, whales, here we are again, back in the UK. (laughs) Strangely aggressive squirrel in whales attacks 18 people in 48 (laughs) hours. It still sounds like me. (laughs) So, this bizarre story out of whales, this strangely, this this squirrel, this mad squirrel, which we can see on our screen live on Facebook Live. This is the actual squirrel. squirrel. This is him. This is the actual squirrel. He embarked on it. One per, some people were brave enough to get a zoomed-in picture. Embarked on a wild reign of terror, wherein a staggering 18 people wound up being bitten by the suddenly pugnacious creature over the course of just two days. Wow. It occurred in the town of Buckley, actually, where resident Corrine Reynolds had taken to feeding a gray squirrel that visited her backyard. Oh, such a bad idea. What began as a wholesome friendship soon turned troubling when the animal nipped at her finger. Taking to a local Facebook group to warn others about the critter's aggressive behavior, Reynolds was stunned to find out that the squirrel had actually been tormenting the community and had attacked 18 people in the last two days. Oh, man. What a squirrely story. They don't get rabies, right? I don't think so. I think they just get annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they literally ate my son's soccer goal. Oh my gosh, that's that's impressive. They ate my vehicle's gas line. Those darn squirrels. Maybe he copped tell, a boat here. <laughs> tell me you've read those books, those children's books to your kids. Those darn squirrels? Yes. No, never heard of oh those. Oh my gosh, you haven't read those darn squirrels? <gasps> Gotta check that out. These are the best books. It's about old man Fuquire. Yes, he lives by himself and he eats his cottage cheese with pepper and he doesn't want to be bothered, but those darn squirrels are always up in his business. Oh, these are some fantastic books. Yeah, you're going to need to get those for the kitties. Well, ever since that squirrel ate my gas line, I had to buy an entire new gas tank for my vehicle. I'm sure I want to see them in the children's stories, but, you know, it's just like I told some Bigfoot Arthur guest of ours, some Bigfoot experts, the most dubious 
Bigfoot sign. And, you know, the amazing Donna Campbell Smith, she wrote an article about top 10 ways to know you have a Bigfoot. So yeah. shout out to Donna Campbell Smith, author of My best. Neighbors from the Woods, North yeah. Carolina resident, just like CJ and myself. So she wrote an article, I think it was top 10 ways to know you have a Bigfoot. Donna, I'm sorry if I said the name of that wrong. And I told her, you know, one of my, the most dubious Bigfoot evidence to me is when they put something up in a tree, you know, real high, and they come back the next day and it's gone. I said, mm-hmm. well, that thing was 15 foot high. Nothing could have reached that except an eight and a half foot tall Bigfoot. Yeah. But I've seen squirrels <laughs> get to literally everything in my they can Everything. Really I mean, gosh, it's fun to watch them when they do get crazy and they're leaping from limb to limb. Goodness, I want those skills. There's literally nothing they can't get to. No. There's nothing nothing. they won't eat. Right. That's why you got to read the book, Those Darn Squirrels, because it's hysterical (laughs) what they get to. It's so darn funny. My mechanic told me they enjoy the taste of rubber hoses and gasoline. So you think they're not going to eat an apple with some peanut butter up in the tree? Come on. Right. (laughs) Those darn squirrels. Hey, I think I know know my next book now. A little combo of Bigfoot action and those darn squirrels. (laughs) There you go. See what they can get out of the tree. Yes. Or friends in nature. Frenemies. That's in a nature. good title. But now that, I will tell friends? you one thing: squirrels do not do. They dance. do not gift. They oh no! They do not gift. So I do credit that with with being a Sasquatch well, son. Not according to those darn squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> it is seriously the best. You've got to check it out. I will check that out. Yeah. Well. CJ, I've enjoyed another unexplained update. Yes, I need to go see how bad the SEC lovely. is winning right now, I think. Oof. Well, exciting stuff. Sorry, George. <laughs> <laughs> happy Peculiar People's Day, CJ. Yes, happy Peculiar People's Day. And again, thank you to those that have sent us some money on Patreon or venmo at bigfoot ufo that's under the business accounts i had a little bit of a tricky time finding that the first time or at buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained also a thank you to steven and marissa for my lovely all things unexplained sign i feel like i could hold it in the video here how do i it's amazing yes it is shout out to all our podcast friends in the industry I don't want to start naming them. I think I'll miss some of them, but I will name a few. Twisted Teachers, <laughs> Sad and Pitiful Podcast. I said they, I butchered their name all wrong. Within the Mist Podcast, Todd and Karen, Norwegian Pop Group. They're going to be on the show soon. Shout out to all those folks. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Give them a listen. Absolutely. All right. Until next time. Oh, hold on, CJ. Oh, hey, snap. Speaking <laughs> of Twisted Teachers, ah. there we go. Kimberly Eversall, thank you, of Twisted Teacher fame. Look at there. I just happened to do the shout out, and they were listening. Well, perfect. <laughs> it I was no meant idea. to be.
but they're actually coming on the show with us in May. To I do know. I'm so excited. Lots of teacher our, stories to tell. Yes, oh. Favorite teacher stories and favorite teacher movies and shows. Movies and shows. Yeah. But it can also be summer movies and shows because as a, the best advice I've ever I got really, to talk. I feel like there's a ton of shows that have that feature teachers, feature teachers. <laughs> well, like, like I told the twisted teachers, I was told day one, top three reasons going to teaching May, June, July. So oh, I think it's goodness. highly appropriate <laughs> to do a teacher summer send off. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope we don't I, have to ride the city buses to get there. There is no May, June, and July anymore. Everybody has to pick up a second job to afford to be a teacher. Oh, yeah. Or a bus driver or a cafeteria worker. All of it. it. I can't can't even get into my own family's current educational crisis. (laughs) (laughs) See, I can't (laughs) count down to spring break. That's right. My own family's crisis with education administration and other jobs. Yeah. Countdown to Spring Break is on. That's right. Could do no, some Spring not. Break movies. See, now I have kids. I I don't want their Spring Break. I don't want their Christmas break. I don't want their Summer Break. I don't want their Spring Break. Let's just send it, them to school all the time. It's so true. You know what? Summer Vacation, Christmas Vacation, Spring Break, those were the bomb as a teacher. So much fun. Before I had it kids. Yeah. Yeah. And now? Forget it now. It ain't what it's cracked up to be. I promise you that. <laughs> I remember it being pretty great when I was a child, but yeah. You children. recently asked me if my son was going to Christmas camp. I'm like, where are these Christmas camps? <laughs> the North Pole? Did I send him, send him to see St. Nick? Anywhere. I'm sure that somebody was doing a camp somewhere. You got to capitalize on that. <laughs> but we can't sure. wait to have the Twisted Teachers on yeah. with us. That is going to be one fun episode, CJ. I don't know if they know, but you were an elementary school teacher. Yes. Yep. Oh. First and second grade. Kraken camp. <laughs> I would send him to Kraken camp. You get your tail to Kraken camp or there'll be no coal in your stocking this year. The irony is that we have a bar here called the Kraken. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, which we definitely almost camp. never set foot in. Definitely not. We should have an adult camp at the Kraken camp. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, darts, pool, live music, bonfires. Nothing else. <laughs> oh, if there's a bonfire there, I really had too much to drink that night because I don't remember bonfires. Oh, there's bonfires. Teacher retreat this year at the Kraken in North Carolina. What city would you say that's in? Saxapal? No. Carborough. Between Carborough and Saxapal. We'll meet y'all at the Kraken. Yeah. Teacher po- podcast <laughs> retreat. Podcast retreat. I thought about how great would it be if we hosted a podcast retreat of all our previous guests. Could you imagine uh, that? That would be so much fun. And by the way, we know where will, we're going. will you host? As in your Will house. I? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that on me. You know I'd say yes. Dane Beck's in there. Lucy Castle's in there. Oracle Araya's in there. Oral and Cheryl Murphy's in there. Connor Flynn's up in there. He'd probably stay in your backyard. 
He could certainly explain the whole skunky smell thing. Skunk ape? <laughs> you know, the why does cannabis smell like skunks? I'm sure he has a whole theory on that. I will give the Twisted Teachers one quick preview before we go of one of my favorite teacher movies. I'll probably eliminate it from the, my countdown, but one of my favorite teacher movies just tells you how great my time as a K-12 through teacher was. I'm now a professor in college. As many Hail Marys I have to do thanking baby Jesus for that. <laughs> but this just tells you a lot about my mental frame of mind during my K-12 through teaching days. My favorite movie, one of my favorites, was called The Substitute. Did you ever see that, CJ? Mm, probably not. So essentially it's about this dude, right? He's a substitute teacher. And all of a sudden he's got like crossbow and he's just like taking out the worst of the worst of his students. Oh, like hundred yards away. Pa-pow. Like so-and-so Pedro's absent. Wonder what happened to him. Well, I don't know, but his seat's open. Looks like <laughs> Looks like it's yours. This Stay is out clearly some sort of thriller movie. Or... <laughs> he was doing what the Board of comedy. Education never could. Yeah. <laughs> Must feel have been good. a charter school. You feel Just good. Remove teacher movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I had a lot of fun tonight. <laughs> we appreciate the Twisted Teachers and everybody else tuning in. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. She says, OMG, sounds like a movie to discuss. <laughs> it certainly is. I could not remember who was in it, but my brain says it was Kurt Russell. But I know that it we was We don't not ever Kurt trust Russell. your brain this late at night. No. Get, give me one second, CJ. I, I just oh, feel we're not going to give you one a, second. <laughs> oh, come on. The substitute. It's our show, and we'll give us one second if we want to. Oh, here it is. Tom Berenger. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. Very so he's fair. he's a retired special ops person mm, who goes okay. undercover as a substitute teacher at a school that is being ravaged by a gang, and he takes matters into his own hands <laughs> with lethal force. Wow. I may or dreams might really not have used to had like dreams of scenes from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching is tough. <laughs> it's tough. Somebody somebody pulls out a butterfly knife in my class today. I have already visualized what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, I have a few boundaries about movies, except the banjo one. I can't think of the name. The banjo is literally filmed in Smitty's backyard. That is called Deliverance. Oh. Was that a But a bum 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 but it don't bum 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 bum. You got some pretty teeth, boy. <laughs> it is time for us to call it. We have gone off the deep end. See y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Good Stay unexplained and keep listening to podcasts like ours. That's what Smitty would say. <laughs> or just ours. And Twisted Teacher. She said, yes, not just a whitewater raft a movie like my friend told me. <laughs> you got, I don't think any of it's really about whitewater rafting, but anyways. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.
You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. To help keep us going, please be sure to visit patreon.com backslash allthingsunexplained. Our Patreon patrons get early access to podcasts as well as exclusive audio and video clips. Or you can find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at BigfootUFO. Additionally, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.